morning. This is Pastor Dan, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Radio Lifehike. It's our debrief episode where we're going to debrief episode three that came out earlier this week with the title Waiting on a Trial. And today it will not be just me. I'll be here with my semi-regular co-host, Pastor Matt Cordes. You want to say hi, Matt? Good morning, folks. Praise the Lord. And Matt and I will be going over the message I shared the other day. Just thinking about it and what we reflected on and sharing any new thoughts we have. First of all, I want to ask you, Matt, what's your overall thought on the message and presentation and content? But I want to make sure that it's got good content and it's got presentation that's good enough so that it doesn't distract from the content. What are your thoughts? Well, first off, uh, to all those listening, just thank you for inviting us into your space. It's a privilege to get to... Uh, uh, be heard and to be a proclaimer of, uh, of good things is a privilege. So thank you. I thought it, it's great. Uh, and you know, I've sort of been chomping at the bit for your voice to get out, uh, because this message that you have to share with the world, we don't get it from anywhere else. And so, you know, Dan, that I've been kind of prodding you to <laughs> preach, to get out there. And so I love it. Um, the content's great. The presentation uh, was adequate. It's the loon <laughs> taken off. Uh, anything, anything specific you'd like to talk about today? Just something we can follow up on and go a little deeper on. Yeah, I love your phrase, uh, care about versus care for. Mm -hmm. And we could say that uh, a number of different ways. But for me, it's, that really begs the question, is this about me or is it about them? Because so oftentimes when you care for somebody you're doing it for yourself so that you can feel good about yourself so you can pat yourself on the back so you can tell somebody about it so that it it feels good when you do something to help somebody but is that more about them or is it more about you and so when you're use the phrase care about versus care for i think that if we drill down deeper into that it's really about who is this about I appreciate that because that that's one of the things that's really hard for me to say a lot of the times. I think I've used the old metaphor of the the hot dish uh, at a funeral um, when people have a funeral and and I've dealt with families that have just been inundated with food because people need to do something and they bring the food and I used to use that metaphor at meetings when when I was working with cops in different environments. They'd talk about we need to do this this and this and this and I'd say family doesn't need more hot dish and they, huh? but after a while they got it. It's like, this is something you need to do rather than what they need to, they need us to do. But that's real. Sometimes we need to do that. We need to have that structure. I think the world has gotten pretty good at funerals and such now by saying, okay, everybody's going to want to do something. So let's, who's going to be in charge of organizing that? I don't have that that much, but that is, do you have that in your church when you have a, a funeral or, what, or whatever? Do you have people that orchestrate all the people that want to help absolutely we have teams we have team funeral teams where uh people uh get specific tasks so that they don't get uh well they get enough hot dish but not too much per se yeah no i think that's a a great idea and one of the things too with a just reflecting on the audience i'm still i'm still really wrestling with how to talk to this audience and i and i keep going back to the point that i'm talking to you matt when i'm talking here I want it to be the law enforcement community that I talk about. They're my target. 
And it's also all the people that have relationships with that law enforcement community because church has a structure. You have teams. The world doesn't. You know, how many funerals go through your church, but how, how many funerals I've dealt with or weddings I've dealt with or tragedies I've dealt with that are out in the world in a church is not orchestrating that. It's just people doing it and they keep reinventing the wheel, which I think is one of the great thing about faith communities. And I've always wanted to drive an effort to get people that want to have structured faith into a structured faith community an institution, but that, that hasn't been working very well. For me, that's a struggle because I am inside a faith community and I see how these faith communities are struggling, failing to create a community and to be open enough and relevant enough so that your community is welcomed into my community. And I like to hear that because that is the objective. Another thing, as I, as I think back on this message, there's this, there's just so much content here and it was really hard for me to not go into the weeds on every one of these things. And there's, there's a half a dozen different messages in here that I planted seeds on. And that's, that's our goal down the road to do that. And that's part of the reason we're debriefing what's got value. And hopefully that's always getting to a point where we're not the best, we're not the greatest, but I always want to get better and feel good about the work we're doing. My question to you then, Matt, is there anything in there you want to ask me? Is there anything you have questions about that you'd like some clarification on? Yeah. Well, you mentioned it's a place to start, that you're going to give us a place to start. What do you mean? Where are we starting? And, and because if we're going to start really caring about people, that's hard and that takes time. And so give me some specifics. How do I, where, where do I start? Well, first of all, the objective here is to maybe simply, I, I met with a Buddhist priest. He runs a meditation center and he said simply his mission in life is to minimize suffering in the world. People suffer too much. And that's where I kind of, I hit that word in here a lot. It's about suffering. So the objective here is to, I can't say eliminate suffering because it's not going to happen, but reduce the amount of suffering in the world because of the conflicts that we have. And the starting place is to start learning. We have to be intentional and deliberate in our learning. We have to learn about the people we want to serve. We have to learn about the issues we need to fix and focusing on developing our own skills and knowledge and wisdom, whatever word you want to use and our experiences, but we need to start learning. I preach that a little bit to the cops, but I'm preaching them more to learn about themselves and those closest to them. Their job is to learn about their community. So I'm not pounding on that at all because you talk about community writing, policing, you know, educated policing, intelligence police policing, all these things, they all focus on gaining intelligence before doing a police operation. And people don't understand what happens behind the scenes. They just don't. And cops is a community, they're a close community because most people don't have any understanding what police do. Okay. Hold on a second. What am I learning? Am I learning about me or am I learning about you? Where, where do I start? I think the starting point is to learn about the person you want to help, that you want to care for. Use the young woman with the lawnmower. You want to help relieve some of the suffering and the stress she has. And so you say, oh, I got a great mower. I'd love to go mow the lawn. I'm going to go mow the lawn and, and make her day. And no, you need to learn about what she needs and wants and what drives her. So you have to focus on the person you want to care for. You got to learn and gain an understanding about them. The nice thing is you don't even have to engage them to do that. All you have to do is 
talk to a friend, say, what's this person interested in? Do they really want their lawn mowed? So you got to learn about the other person. Then when you're gaining an understanding of who that person is, then you have to reflect on yourself and gain an understanding of how you will interact with that person now that you know them. And the simple part is, what do you have in common? It might be something you don't know about, or you might figure out we have nothing in common, but that'll drive how you will provide the care then because you don't have any understanding. So you better limit your engagement to something that's maybe just dealing with one of their friends rather than that person. Okay, great. That was, that was a very clarifying statement. Here, and here's another step to it is share something about yourself with that person so they understand that. See, I saw you lawn, mowing your lawn the other day. I got a cool lawnmower, you know, just like yours. And the person might say, yeah, cool. Don't come do mine though, because I love doing mine. And all of a sudden that interaction, the relationship's good. But you got you to look at yourself too, what's important to you. Good stuff. All right, thanks, Matt, for all that conversation. Uh, just taking another little different direction here of structuring how I deliver these messages. Not how I deliver, but the content. I added a message. I added a reading to this message. It was something I wrote. Two questions for you. One, do you think it's legitimate to say, here's a reading for today's message, much like when you're in church, you say our readings today are from the Gospel of John, something like that. Is this a legitimate thing to use writings from the Bible? Absolutely. I think it's a great, it's, it gives us an opportunity to learn, right? And to, and to dig a little deeper. So, uh, no, I think it's very helpful. I think it's, well, to use your words, it gives us a place to start, right? Okay, thanks. And can you can you also speak? Because part of what I want this podcast to be is I want to help people that are maybe looking for faith communities to have an understanding of how those communities work when they have no experience. We, is that a common belief amongst parish pastors, which I am not? I don't see that done a lot because there's so much scripture in our liturgies and such. How do other pastors feel about having a reading that's not necessarily from the Bible? Not very good. <laughs> okay. No, I, I think, uh, and that's that's part of just being stuck in a liturgical tradition of, well, you can't use that. That's not scripture. But at the same time, pastors, faith community folk, we read devotions all the time. And devotions are typically, you know, sometimes they have a, a verse of scripture or something, but it's a, it's a reading, right? It's, it's uh, somebody writing their thoughts about faith about life and how those paths intersect so i'm gonna put you on the spot here can you think of any scriptures out of the bible that would parallel this message of of treating people with care can you think anything off the top of your head that might apply here yes yes we'll point to matthew chapter 25 where Jesus goes on to tell uh, the story about when we give uh, water to the thirsty, food to the hungry, clothes to the naked, uh, invite the stranger in, that we're really serving him. And, and if we drill down in that a little bit, how do you know if they're thirsty if you don't get to know them or their situation? And, and so uh, I think that's a beautiful companion text to uh, learning to care for um as we care about cool that's i like that that's great i'm gonna um, we're gonna close up here we've we've 
used up all of our time, but to end on that note, as I tell our law enforcement audience, everybody knows what a debrief is when you have a situation, whether it's a personal health and wellness debriefing on a tragic event, or it's a tactical debrief on how we respond to calls. I love the debrief thing and real life experiences, because what I want these messages be solid, clear, and above all, practical reflections of, of God's word. Hallelujah. That's, and that's Pastor X stuff that I'll, I'm going to keep bringing up. So that being said, I want to thank everybody for listening to this debrief episode of our pending trial message that I put out earlier this week. The Lord be praised. Matt? Praise the Lord. All right. Cool. Talk to you later. Bye.